Welcome to Mindfully Meg. I'm Meg. Here I'll be discussing everything and in between related to the journey to your higher self. Self with a capital S. Now, first things first, I want to thank everyone that came to my launch party, my big debut. I also want to give a big shout out to Duo Houston for letting me use their space for the party. And if you're in Houston, go stop, go give them some love. They do coffee and Pilates, hence the name Duo. But the aesthetics of the lounge, the shop, it's very tropical. It's very nice lighting in there. Sunlight gets in there. So grab your laptop, grab a drink, and maybe work from there for the afternoon. But regardless, if you have time, do stop by. I also want to do a big shout out to those of you that have been listening to the episodes already and you have made it to this one. I love you. Thank you so much. And also thank you if you are a new listener listening today. So maybe while you've been listening to those previous episodes, for those of you that have, have you had any aha moments yet? Maybe little epiphanies, little takeaways, or gentle reminders, as I like to call them. Maybe some of you have become aware of something for the very first time. Maybe something that you weren't aware of before. And that's what today's topic is on. Becoming aware. Awareness. So I keep saying this again and again, right? Self with a capital S. And when I say that, I'm talking about self-awareness. The being aware of oneself. Suggesting as we get better, closer to knowing our self, our soul, we're elevating to higher levels of consciousness. And as we get to higher levels of consciousness, we get to our highest level of potential. So what's the point of it all, right? Why do we care about becoming more self-aware? Why is awareness important? Think about it. Once we become aware of something, something new, our experience changes. And isn't that what we're all here to do? to live life to the fullest experience, to experience everything that we can in this lifetime. It's like when you're eating something and someone goes, oh, I added in such and such. And you're like, huh, I wasn't aware of that. And now all of a sudden when you take that bite, you take notice and you do taste these subtle hints of that specific ingredient that you weren't aware of was in there before. I'll give you another example. This one I heard by Bob Proctor. And this one is about, let's think of a child that's afraid of the dark. And the child being afraid of the dark is their current experience. That's their perception. What they are perceiving. Keyword perceive. So you, being the adult, you help them become aware. Aware that the fear is in their mind. You show them what's under the bed. 
you open the door. Maybe show them what's in the closet, nothing but their mere clothes. Now they are aware of what exists in the dark. You make them aware that there's nothing to fear. And now their experience of being in the dark changes. It just shifted. They grow a little more conscious and they move that energy and they learn something new and now they leveled up a little higher. I also like another thing Bob Proctor says. He says, you know what's scarier than a child being afraid of the dark? Is an adult that's afraid of the light. Why else should we become aware? Why is awareness important again? There's freedom that comes with this new awareness. And freedom, with freedom, peace follows it, doesn't it? We become aware. We move the energy. We become free. And we have peace. So think back to the child that's afraid of the dark. So now they are no longer afraid of the dark. Maybe yourself, you're not afraid of the dark anymore. Isn't it nice? Isn't it a little more easy to go to bed? Aren't you a little more peaceful when you sleep? Well, that's for me what becoming aware of something is like. I have to work through this dark to come to the light, to experience the freedom of being in the light, and then I have peace, and then I have joy. (laughs) So as we awaken, our perception becomes clearer and clearer. The more awake or aware we are, we perceive things differently. I used to hate this saying all the time, The saying is, perception is reality. How we perceive things is how we experience our reality. And now that I've come to accept this phrase, I like it. I see it now as we create our own realities. Bob Proctor also references us as tri-human beings. We think simultaneously on three planes of understanding. The first, we are a spiritual being. The second, we have intellect. And the third, a physical body. Awareness can happen on all three of these planes. For me, in each of these planes, sometimes they come in different waves. So I will ask you. Do you see yourself as the three? I know for some listening right now, maybe this is the first time that you're hearing or thinking of yourself as more than two. Well, welcome to the three. I also like how Bob Proctor defined for me the mind. When considering these three planes, he said the mind is not a thing. It is not the brain. The brain is the physical thing. The mind is the activity. In other teachings later on, I'll refer to the mind as the ego. 
and I'll talk about how we must master our minds, master our thoughts, so that we can master our ego. So heads up for that in the ego episode, but for now, we will focus on when we mention the mind, the distinction of the mind as an activity. Switching electricity and thoughts, the mind as a switchboard. So what is my mind switchboarding for me? What is it for you? So Sad Guru is a famous yogi. And for those of you that haven't heard of him yet, please go check him out. But Sad discusses on many different occasions harnessing our full potential. And I particularly like his teachings on what happens at the age of 33. (laughs) When I heard this, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what happened to me. Because I look back on my own journey and my progression, how I started to gain momentum in this path. And it definitely started in my early 30s. I was just approaching 33, probably when I was overcoming my biggest, um, we'll say, awareness obstacles. So I'm thinking back. And when you turn 30, it's big, right? After you sit in it for a few months, you realize it's not so bad and it's better than your 20s. You start caring less about what other people think. In your 20s, you are so concerned about trying to make a good impression, trying to prove yourself because you are young and inexperienced. But now that you're 30, you're like, okay, I gained some life experiences. If you're like me, maybe you've messed up a few times or perhaps a lot. But then you really start going within, looking internally at what you want to do with yourself, your life. You start to get to know you better. So Sad comes up with 33, and he comes up with 33 because there are seven crucial stages of development or milestones for children. So the concept is that the independent self is developing when you're a child. And around seven, we all as a community society, we start having expectations of children at seven. We have expectations on how they perform in school, at home, and everywhere else, kind of. Um, And here, they or we start developing our individuality. So he goes on to say that we stop being children at eight, around eight years old. And so I've looked this up with other teachers and psychology articles, and they all say the same thing. Your reality is formed by the age of seven or eight. So sad takes eight as you're done being a child, that cycle And you experience two solar cycles after that. So eight plus two solar cycles gets you to nearly 32 and a half. So just about 33 years of age he rounds up. When these two cycles are completed and your life takes on a whole new level of momentum or propulsion. 
So think back. Maybe you're around my age. Where were you when you were approaching 33? What was going on in your life? Will you take this moment to think about what were you doing? Where were you? Who were you with? Where were you in your season of growth? Maybe some of you around this age, it could have been a difficult time. They do reference maybe this time as your midlife crisis. To those of you that have already experienced this age, would you have done it differently? Is there anything that maybe would have helped prepare you for the next phase in your life? Is there anything that you wish you would have had more experience or education on to help you gain this momentum in this time? Maybe you haven't reached 33 yet, but now that you're not that age, and now that you know this, you are now aware So what are you going to do to help prepare yourself for this moment to be aware? So he goes on to say, at this age, if life doesn't take off at this level, life will feel like an uphill task instead of flying. So he associates it to like a plane. How much fuel do you have in your plane before you're ready to take off and fly? This catapulting moment to trajectory for the rest of your life so if you have enough fuel if you've looked at awareness if you looked at moments in your life yourself you're working on yourself education the list goes on you get to take off more effortlessly right at this time determining on how you have prepared for your life if you want to go really big Is your tank empty or is it full? What will help you fly? And that's what you have to think about when you're approaching this age. I just thought it was so funny that I found this only after I had turned that age. But I do think about that time in my life and I was already in years and sessions with Mitra. Going through, working through my blocks, which we'll talk about. I was already studying Abraham Hicks, as I've said before, Bob Proctor, Joe Vital, Michael Beckwith, Deepak Chopra, Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, Anthony William, Sadhguru, Kim Anami, Wim Hof, the Dalai Lama, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Gandhi. Just write down all of these names that I mentioned kind of earlier. These are major leaders in this community. um, And they have a lot of lessons, a lot of classes and teaching. So if you're new to this, there are great starting points to look in. Great people that have a lot of insight on personal growth and development. So about this age is when I started working through my major breakthrough moments, right? Each one gave me a little more awareness. And when I say a little awareness, it was a lot. They were big things, big blocks for me that I didn't know. But with each block moved, 
my path was cleared a little more, gave me a little more freedom and a new perception and more peace. So I hope that happens for each of you as you become more and more aware. And as Matthew McConaughey says, green light. (laughs) And if you haven't read his book, Green Light, I suggest doing it as an audible because he narrates it himself and who better to do that. But I digress. So my big awareness breakthrough moments, right? I will continue to keep revealing them one by one with the intent to give each one their own episode. So stay tuned. After this episode's guided meditation, I will continue to drop them. But for the first one there, this was not my first breakthrough, but we did talk about perfection on the previous one, becoming aware of my tendencies to put the pressure on myself to be perfect. I became aware that I was doing this in an attempt to be lovable, to be lovable enough. Another thing I became aware of is to be less sensitive to the actions of others. The thought is just the thought, period. I'll give you an example. If someone doesn't call you back, the thought is, so-and-so didn't call me back. Instead, we as humans go, so-and-so didn't call me back. That must mean they didn't like me. I must have done something wrong. What happened? This person, da 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 We keep going down, 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 down with a thought after a thought after a thought. But that's not what we should do. Because the thought is just the thought, period. This person didn't call me back. Let it go. I also learned that just because people have priorities doesn't make you less of a priority. People can have multiple priorities, so don't take it so personal. Anger was also a big one for me over the years, in my teenage years, becoming aware of moments then that I hadn't worked through yet, difficulty expressing myself, That was big for me to become aware of that, to work through that, so I can become a more peaceful person. I became aware about self-love. I will probably do three series on this. Shame. Overcoming shameful experiences in my past and guilt. I will tell you, shame is such a low vibration, such a low frequency It holds us back so much. You guys have no idea. Even like a residual one. Oh, it's so heavy. And I love my newfound freedom after becoming aware of the things that I had harbored shame against myself that no one else was. Relationships. I've become aware of my programming around relationships. Programming from society and other areas. I have become aware of blocks I have around partnership and what I need to do before allowing myself to have someone in my life completely. Spiritual encounters. 
I've become so much more aware of my intuition. When God and the universe communicates to me, it's incredible. I've become so much more aware of my body. Thank you to Kimonami classes. And I feel like a lot of you women will be joining these. It's incredible about body, sex, energy. It's all relatable emotions. And I, I've had my biggest epiphanies in these classes. I've also become aware of energy and chakras how my chakras are aligned in my body, how that affects me emotionally as well, how some are open and some are closed, how to change them to my benefit, right? Which I will share that with you all. Duality. Becoming aware of duality was big for me. Not everything is black and white. We are all capable of anything given the right circumstances. Taking responsibility. I'll get into this one on an episode. Even in the circumstances where I could have been the biggest victim, taking responsibility for my part, for your part, whatever it is, it is incredible on how it releases the power that this other person has. You no longer give them the power past lives, becoming aware of my past lives. <laughs> That's huge for me. It helps me be aware of the relationships that I have with certain people and any karma that I need to clean up in this life, which we'll talk about. We've also talked about programming when we're younger, becoming aware of that in our relationships, everything that's formed for us by the age of eight. Take a look at that. And so I could go on, but I'll just leave I'll just leave this with a tease <laughs> to give you a little dose of what to look forward to. But for now, don't worry if you missed 33. You still have time. Sad goes on to teach that males will have another momentous burst, another catapulting moment at 42. And females we do it again at 46. He says, when a woman reaches 46, she can break through her limitations, but she must have taken care of herself first and get her energies aligned. She will transform naturally. And that's so beautiful. Our competence opens the doors for these propulsion moments to get us to our highest potential, our highest self. What can you do and what have you done until now to help you get to these moments? And lastly, he says, there's another moment at 60. 60 is where there's still hope. <laughs> Your fundamental structure is changing. You no longer identify so much with what's in your head and the labels. You now see your body and you as one. And I think you'll look at some of the older people. <laughs> they aged faster. Some of them may look defeated with ailments. 
it's because they're still carrying these traumas, these experiences, this bad energy, this karma. They haven't done much time or given it much thought to like look within and to move it. But he says, if you've worked on it, you've become aware 60-year-olds are thriving. And those are the ones that have worked through their experiences. He also says when you turn 60, people often marry again. So start playing with awareness. These are one of the first lessons I practice when discovering how the universe works or becoming aware of the law of attraction or aware of when the universe or God is communicating to me. I would think about a certain car that I saw and then I would see it again on the road. I would see it many a times and I was like, wow, this is a really popular car. Or is it because I was now aware of the car that I continued to see it? So do a little homework assignment for yourself to see what you can become aware of. You know, we can be aware of external things, our consciousness, be out in nature. We can also start becoming aware of our unconscious and internally. So just remember what we think about is what we bring about. And even what we think about ourself is what we bring about. So the old suffering, (laughs) the old self-fulfilling prophecies That is why it's so important to become aware of the thoughts we're telling ourselves to free ourselves, to be peaceful and joyful, and to spread it to others so that our self-fulfilling prophecies are actually good. So our reality and our perception changes for our best. So thank you so much again for joining me today. And I hope this helped plant a little seed in you and that you can go plant it in someone else to create awareness in others and know that you are not alone. And if anything came up for you and maybe something you need to be more aware of, please don't hesitate to reach out to me to talk it through at a journey to ourself. So thanks again for listening. I'm Mindfully Meg.